safe side. Stick out the mandolin and the <laughs> voice. The whole thing, really. Alright, start the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Earth, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. What's up, everyone? What's up, J.R.? And then we got my boy, Z-Killer. Zach, how you doing today, man? It's poppin'. I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. We're in we're in Washington right now. We're in the middle of this uh, snowpocalypse season, so we're all snowed in. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I uh, I've definitely never seen this much snow. I know I'm talking to somebody who lives in Alaska, so <laughs> I I, I, re- I recognize the irony here. Um, but man, it's it's actually pretty wild, and it's snowing right now, and it's supposed to keep snowing through the night. So yeah, so it's snowing. Out we're we're hunkered like, in. It's like sunny where I'm at. So is it coming from the north down to the south? Must be because I'm from the north. The north yeah. remembers. Um, <laughs> yeah, from the north. Yeah, I'm totally from the north. Though. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. It's snowing right now. So, how much snow do you have, Jr.? Um, it it was about a foot, honestly. Yeah, it's about the same. Ten to twelve inches. I mean, the cars yeah. we're driving around right now, but I mean, it was so much snow Saturday. I mean, people weren't leaving, but yeah, I drive a, a Subaru, so yeah. eat that snow. Not to brag, but like when that Subaru ate that snow. <laughs> ate, ate that snow, ate that shit for dude. I took, I, I took I took my Honda to the grocery store yesterday, my Accord, and it was. I mean, I actually made it, but I was driving real, real slow. <laughs> Drive slow, homie. Yeah, yeah. I saw all the videos and like the Twitter posts of like the grocery stores just cleared out of bread and like supplies. Like it's <laughs> the apocalypse. Well, Alicia and I, Alicia and I are, are tripping because. Like we got all these warnings all week, and we were supposed to like you know prepare or something, but we just didn't. Like no, neither we didn't go to the grocery store at all. So when it happened, we had this conversation where we were like, "Man, like we don't have any food or anything here. Like what are we gonna do?" And so we just had to brave the elements, and we took my cord to the grocery store, and I mean everything was fine. Like we made it there. The grocery store was definitely missing a ton of stuff. It was like some zombie apocalypse grocery store. Like they didn't have like bananas. They didn't have like. Like these essential like water bottles, it was crazy. But we we got you know Fruit Loops and shit, and so we're solid for. I just I feel like there's some propaganda there. Like if there's snow coming, like all the fucking big grocery department heads get together and like let's make them feel like they're gonna die and let's sell out all of our product. Honestly, though, like it's if that's the case, and I mean it's kind of messed up, but like it's also super smart. (laughs) Yeah, super smart because it works. People are like, oh my god. Oh, we gotta go to the grocery store and clear them out. It's like they're probably trying to sell stuff there that they haven't sold in like months, and Seriously. they're probably just like, like why it, you need twelve loaves it. of bread? You're not going to be in, in the snow for six months, like yeah, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, the whole twelve yeah. twelve loves later, here we are. Winter is coming, man. <laughs> yeah, did you panic, Jr. Or did you stock up? Um, I did not. Amber and I just, you know. It's it wasn't as bad as the the ice storm you know in like two thousand seven or whatever or two thousand six or something. Um, ah, the old so ice storm. I wasn't oh six. The oh six or whatever it was. I wasn't worried. I mean, we knew we were gonna get to the grocery store. I mean, I think a lot of people. The only reason it. Yeah, became, but he's got a Subaru, bro. He doesn't care about Subaru, shit. Yeah, 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 that's true. That I got a Subaru. In my in he doesn't worry about Ranger. nothing, dude. Um, <laughs> my four by four Ranger helps out a lot too. But um, I felt like people were. 
Like, it wasn't going to be an issue, the snow, until people made it an issue, and then everybody went and bought everything from the grocery store. So, like, normal people like Amber and I were like, it's not a big deal. We went and bought, tried to buy bread. We're like, where's all the goddamn bread? <laughs> like, I can't even make a PBJ because these people bought all the sandwich stuff, and you go try to buy the good ham, it's all gone. You're like, you really, if it's that much of a apocalypse, you don't need to buy the $10 ham, you know? Go buy the, the cheap uh, bologna or whatever. Right. But, yeah. Uh, I... I I do feel it was a little bit propaganda. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it's packed. There's a lot of snow, but I'm I'm watching. I mean, all kinds of cars drive around, not just my Subaru. You know, we're watching. We're driving. You know, everybody's coming up the hill, and it's not a big deal. I don't think, but you know, it's whatever. It's nice. It's snowy. I got to throw my dogs in the snow. You know, just like I put throw. I, I put my cat in the snow. Yeah, I, love that. <laughs> I did it like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is that he's a he's a snow leopard, so. Um, it's supposed to be his natural habitat. You would think that he would like love it, but he didn't like it. He basically <laughs> hung on my pant leg and cried. I don't know if cats so. like. I don't even know if, if even snow leopards like enjoy snow. There's just they kind of have to. Since yeah, that's cat. just like what they're called. But they're like, don't call me that, dude. Don't fucking yeah. call me that. Actually, like, snow. like I, I hate snow. Be poolside with a martini or a margarita. You know? <laughs> call me a martini leopard. This is bullshit. <laughs> Call me a vacation. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know where I've been. That's like yeah, that's what so. happened up here. The earthquake. Uh, we went to the store after the earthquake, obviously, and like all the water, all the bottled water was cleared out of Fred Freddy's, and it's just like there was one six pack of like three dollar a bottle, fucking like Iceland water that I had to get. Just it was just annoying. Yeah, but well, well, in like a zombie apocalypse situation, like who do you think survives? The people that like mad rush to the grocery store first, or the people like me and Alicia and Jr. and Amber who like go afterwards and just like try to pick the scraps. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I feel like there's more more factors than who goes to the grocery store first of, of survival. But yep, no, but I feel like those those are two types of people, bro. There's the panickers. I agree. And there's there's like there's like the first the the twitch step like panickers, and then the like, I mean. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you'd get in the second category. I would say laziness, <laughs> um, lack of pre- preparation, or you, or you would say like you're kind of the waited, I waited out type of person. I don't know, but uh, sometimes I, I, I think that with like you. moving with the mob is the most dangerous thing to do. It is yeah, a dangerous in that type it, of scenario. It's kind of like when you go to a concert or you go somewhere and you got to show up two to three hours early because you know there's going to be people who show up two to three hours early and get all get in the line first and you're like if everybody showed up like 10 to 15 minutes like they're supposed to everybody would find parking everybody would get in line it would be not the biggest deal you know what i mean but there are people out there who who show up two to three hours early and you're like you're ruining it for everybody else i hate you you're ruining this yes now i gotta stand in line you know and i think it's the same concept everybody's like oh my god snow is coming snow is coming let's go buy Right. And honestly, it was really pretty, you know, the snowfall. And it was like really it's really powdery snow. You know, it's not like a thick ice snow, you know, where it's really hard to get around. You know, if it was like that thick ice snow where it's super hard, we can make really good uh, snowballs. Then I can understand. But you go out there and it's a powdery snow. You know, it's kind of what people use to go snowboarding. Right. And it's easy to get up there and it's easy to drive around. I mean, out my window, I'm watching this guy with his, you know, little Honda Civic going by and just trailing yeah i feel like i feel like the the snow sometimes isn't the worst about the traffic but it's like how people act yes no that like makes it the worst yeah 
it's like as, as soon as the lines of the road go away, they're like, oh, there's no lines. We could drive any which on either side. And it's like, no, there's still lines. Just follow them, you know. Yeah. yeah Guy cutting across. There's definitely a difference between Alaskan traffic and, and Washington traffic in these conditions. It's like up here, it's just a Tuesday, you know, and people know yeah. people <laughs> handle themselves much better as opposed yeah. to like snow just hit my windshield. I'm pulling over, putting on my flashers, and we're walking to work. We have to chain the tires. I'm calling my babe. We have to chain the tires. How much do we have in our bank account? We need more bread. We need more bread. We don't have enough bread. Well, I feel like there's also like this infrastructure thing too, because like when I was living in New York and I'm sure Alaska is the same way, like when it snowed, although it snows more in Alaska and New York, like there's like people who their full-time job is to basically like salt the roads and Mm -hmm push the snow out and do all this stuff. They have like a full infrastructure in place. that's like ready to deal with it. Whereas in Washington, it snows so little that it doesn't make sense to have that like position. And so when it happens, we're just like, well, I mean, it'll melt sooner or later. So like, so I feel like even because of that, even a little bit of snow here is like more disruptive than what it could be in like Alaska or, or New York. For sure. They're definitely obviously more prepared for it up here. And it's kind of cool. Like uh, in my apartment complex, there's just a bag of salt by the front door. Like, all yeah. the time and so like whenever you walk yeah. out in the morning like you just grab it and kind of salt the sidewalk and then the next person that goes to work will do the same and like it kind of like you know help everybody out do your part and yeah it's just, yeah everybody's just yeah. ready for it one thing in new york like oh go ahead i would say one thing i really love about when it's powdery like jay was talking about is like it makes everything so much more quiet like it just like condenses the sound down so like hmm. you go outside and like you can still hear like yep. traffic all over okay. but it's just so peaceful yep. Yeah, yeah. So you can't maybe, even hear cars. Maybe we should by. be recording out there in the powder, bro. Get them, get the <laughs> acoustics, bro. the natural acoustics. Dude, I was thinking when you guys come up here, we can go ice fishing and like hang out in a shack and record inside a shack while we're fishing. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that sounds like, pretty dope. I don't know if that does. was like a real thing, dude. But. No, I might do it. My uh, one of my employees, she went ice fishing and she sent me some videos. And what they do is they put this tent over the lake, so you're in, enclosed in this black tent, so it's like pitch black in there. And then you put like naturally put your lights in there so you can see, and then you drill a hole into the ice. And since it's so dark, your eyes adjust to the tent light, and you can see like to the bottom of the lake because you're just covering up what the with the tent. And then you don't use a, a rod. They have like a big like looks like a huge like uh, pitchfork, and you spear fish when they come through. What? Yeah, dude. It, oh my god! It's fucking savage. My mental idea of ice fishing was is nothing well, like that, style. and I'm so excited, bro. Style. Like that sounds so sick. There's also the other. That style sounds where like you some like. What if what if you just felt like your whole tent just fell through the ice though? Well, dude, it's like fucking feet thick, like that you have to fucking drill through. It's not like you just puncture a hole. It's oh, it's well, hard. That's good because yeah. I feel like if you like just fell through, I mean, like that's sudden death. Yeah. Like you're dead. Uh, you had a good run, you know. Jesus, <laughs> that, but honestly, that that fact just makes the idea like even that just that much more appealing yeah, to me because it's like that that when risk you, factor. When you come back, even though the your life yeah, was at risk the entire time, exactly. 100%. Even even if the ice is like feet deep, bro, guaranteed I'm coming back. Like, dude, honestly, like every step I heard cracks and I just <laughs> stayed in there, hung in there like a warrior, and just brought that fish home because I knew you were hungry, babe, and I wanted to feed my fish. Alicia actually almost fell through <laughs> the ice, but I grabbed her just the last second. <laughs> yeah, her yeah. To safety. No. Guaranteed, bro. Guaranteed. <laughs> That's the story I'm going with, regardless uh, of the circumstances. All, oh man. All I can think of is ice fish is grumpier old men, and when they're out there ice fishing, and he loses his fishing pole. You have a you very interesting fucking. That's all I can think of is I think ice fishing library. is Walter Matthau losing his. Frazier <laughs> and, and Jack grumpy Lemon going old at men. it. 
Heck yeah, man. Goddamn. <laughs> I probably watch like Mr. Bean and Dwarf Goes Fishing and all that shit too. Mr. Bean comes to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, of course he would. Oh, dude. Man. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, welcome to the show today. Uh, <laughs> we're talking Snowmageddon, but also uh, we're diving back in to the Umbrella Academy. This is actually the first time revisiting an episode, I believe. That's something that we've already done. And uh, mm-hmm. it's obviously because the Umbrella Academy is coming to Netflix uh, this Friday, February 15th. But this is our first yeah, revisit. Exciting. So I'm kind of excited because like, we'd be like we'd be like visiting something and then like we'd be like revisiting something. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it makes this feel, it makes me feel so established. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, this? Yeah, we've talked about it. Let's reference. We've already talked about uh, this. Uh, I actually just I used like... the first episode for all my references for the second episode. So <laughs> I was going to say, I like how you I saw you do that on your Instagram story and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to do that. I'm about to work up, wake up hella early today and then listen to the episode so I can revisit it. I woke up at like 1130. Like, <laughs> they were recording. Yeah, Zach shit. texts us, hey, can we push it back a little bit? <laughs> I literally needed to eat food before i was like damn dude i stayed up so late last night watching atlanta so bro don't get me started on atlanta i don't want to talk about atlanta wow do you remember my pilot oh yeah yeah let's not get into it let's not get into that let's let's just glover move right past (laughs) that stole it right from out on me so uh (laughs) we're we're talking umbrella academy and uh in theme with the show, there was a character called Kraken, who was actually probably my least favorite, but I think it was Zach's favorite character. And uh, so to go along with the Kraken theme, your boy here is drinking Kraken rum. And uh, Zach and JR couldn't couldn't brave the wilderness to get rum, so I'll be the only one. Nah, bro. I'm drinking a, a caramel macchiato milk stout. Macchiato, oh, macchiato. I like that label. Look in, at that label. In, 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 uh, in a celebration of... Gerard Way, since he doesn't drink, but he loves coffee. Yeah, that is a cool label. Doing a yeah. oh my Red Hook, huh? Yeah, Red Hook Caramel Macchiato Milk Stout. I'm not a big stout guy, but I guess when it's when it's snowmageddon, you know, you might as well. When it's like cold outside and it's like snowy though, like a nice stout, it's pretty. I don't know, it's fitting. So I'm assuming Zach, you've had Crack and Rum before, right? Yeah. Jr., you ever had it? No. So it's um. I'm not a big rum guy. Tell me about it. Yeah. How are you drinking it, by the way? Uh, on the rocks. Like on the straight rocks? Up? Yeah. On the rocks? Yeah, bro. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. Well, I got to get all the flavor profiles, man. Didn't realize Lord. it was 94 proof until now, so that's exciting. <laughs> about to get wrecked, <laughs> bro. You're about to get toasted. This Sunday afternoon is going to go downhill real quick. Um, and and we're video recording this, so <laughs> we get to actually see how, how rosy his cheeks get. And then Wait, we're video sleep. recording this? Yeah, bro. Heck yeah, we're video recording it. Fast forward Jeez. to like 34 minutes in and Jordan's just shirt is just gone. He doesn't know what happened. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Kraken, so it's actually relatively new. I mean, it came on the scene in 2010. Um, it's a Caribbean rum, came out from Trinidad. Um, distilled naturally with uh, sweet molasses and uh, locally grown sugar cane and um, has 11 different spices in it, cinnamon, ginger, clove, amongst others. Um, my, I'll, I'll take a sip of it. It's been a while since I drink rum. Like, I'm not a big rum guy, but I do. I can't believe you're drinking this on the I feel like Kraken is like pretty harsh, bro, to be on the rocks, but we'll see. We'll see what you think. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, it's actually fucking pretty smooth. Um, I feel like most rums, and I'm not sure the reason why. I'm not the most, I'm not the biggest expert on rum, but they always have like a vanilla undertone. Like if you drink Captain Mo or you drink Sailor Jerry's or Kraken, like there's always like this vanilla 
underneath it all. And that must be like the molasses or whatever that they're, they're curing it with. And um, that definitely has a, a strong vanilla overcoat, but also has that spice underneath that kind of burns. And when it hits your throat, it's not the rum that's burning. It's like the spices. So it's like a good burn. You know, it's like you're drinking like a very like sophisticated beverage as opposed to just burning your throat with rubbing alcohol. So that's actually really good straight, surprisingly. And hmm. 94 proof will fuck you up. Um, it almost tastes like it is a mixed drink, you know, because there's so much flavor to it. Like, wow. I, I don't think that you really need to add it to something. I mean, I've only I've had Kraken in, in uh, eggnog on Christmas, and that's fucking delicious because all the spices in it and everything. That's like a really good combination. Yeah, that's that's a good go-to. Um, but yeah, even just straight, like it's, it's it's its own flavor profile. So if you if you need to sip on something, Kraken's a good a good option. And I was reading through like all their um, their marketing because they're famous for their commercials and like the Kraken, like everybody's release the Kraken and all the the cool marketing shit they did. Um, and in 2013 in Chicago, they put a big up, big 3D billboard up, and it had like a big, huge uh, Kraken like tentacle grabbing a guy out of an apartment building and pulling him out of the window, like in the fucking 3D uh, billboard. Oh, that's it's awesome! Fucking so cool, man. I'm such a sucker for good marketing. God, I love that shit. Yeah, dude. Like when I see that stuff like that, I'm just like, oh, take my money, bro. Like I'm, yeah, I'm with it. Like I'll do it, dude. They did it I'll all. I'll buy whatever. They did that. They did the commercials where you've seen like it's kind of like a 19th, 18th century like partial 2D, partial 3D with like these like cardboard figures going back and forth, and the boat's rocking, and the Kraken comes out, and like they just they just did a really fucking good job. Um, and I think if you want to know, um, New York agency. Dead as we know it was the ad agency that did all their uh, stuff. So there you go, Zach. You can go masturbate to that later. They're probably so expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the Kraken. Um, it's delicious and it goes right into our into our storyline. So, um, Jr., what do you know about the Umbrella Academy and, and what's coming to Netflix? Are we can can, can we take a quick time out though? Because I I would like a quick recap as to what happened in Volume One. Because I feel like so the whole time the I was reading three? Volume Two, I read Volume Two, but I wanted to like be reminded of what happened in Volume One. I couldn't find a recap on YouTube, and I know I read Volume One too, but like I feel like it was be- it's been a while, and maybe like for the listeners and for me, to so we can like just p- kind of pick it up from there. Can you guys recap Volume One? Let's do it for sure. Okay, so yeah. Volume One, um, the Umbrella Academy Apocalypse Suite, and it's basically. Um, I actually really heard something today from Gerard Way that uh, we had talked about the last time and something that uh, Jordan was so passionate about was his lack of background and his lack of um, character, uh, putting character development. And he, he talked about something. Jordan that, called it lazy writing. I yeah, lazy that. writing. He called Gerard Way lazy writing. Uh, I, so well, hopefully... it's, I, get, I feel like he got credit because he was doing this while being a professional magician. Or magician. Magician? Crack and struck again. Original uh, magician. Professional musician. Yes, God damn it. That guy's talented. Yes, um, Love I, I feel like if he wasn't a musician, he wouldn't get the credit that he got for the comic. But since he's doing both, it's like, oh, wow, that's pretty impressive considering. Like, it's just like straight comic. I don't think it's the greatest. But yeah. So... Uh, I, I I totally thought of you when he said this, and he talked about the the basically the um, the editor at at a, a dark dark horse, right? And he talked about why he loved this book so much. And um, Gerard was saying that the reason he loved it was because there was no origin stories. Basically, everything was coming up as a secret, so everything was 
like everything was revealed at the time so that's why you didn't see a lot of the background stuff because he's like what happened to number six nobody knows you know right so you find out throughout the book what happens to you know hargraves throughout the you know you start to throughout the book he reveals these secrets and so what i'm gonna do just to <laughs> shake your head um what i'm he gonna never do, revealed what happened um, to number six literally never i did. know it, he's it's still going like he's still going oh, with all these fuck. these books and there's like a quite a bit of years in between you're you, you're you're definitely running into a uh, um <laughs> uh a stephen king scenario at times or um <clears throat> you know, uh, Game of Thrones scenario where things just take forever to develop. But uh, I'll read the synopsis from the book because I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, and this is this is for volume one. This is for volume one. Uh, these the seven apocalypse. children. Apocalypse. Suite. These, yeah. Apocalypse suite. Uh, they seven children from the Umbrella Academy, a functional family of superheroes with bizarre powers. Their first adventure at the age of 10 pits them against an erratic and deadly Eiffel Tower piloted by the fearsome zombie robot Gustav Eiffel. Uh, nearly a decade later, the team disbands, but when Hargreaves unexpectedly dies, these disgruntled siblings reunite just to save the world once again. And the way the story begins is these kids were born with mothers who weren't pregnant at the beginning of the day, but at the end of the day, they had kids. And these were the seven kids that survived and that Hargreaves went and adopted them and brought them back to his mansion and turn them into superheroes. And each one of them has their, their powers. Um, uh, and I, I'll name them the team for you. Uh, Space Boy. And he's the guy, he's the, the, in the beginning, he's the super, you know, you think he's going to turn into Superman type of hero, but he, he overdoes it and then comes back as a, as has, like he ruins his body and come and has to like adopt a space robot, like a monkey type of suit. So it's just mm -hmm. his head and a space body. Um, uh, then you got the Kraken. Who who seems to have less of like abilities Cheers. of like like superpowers, but um, more of it's the ability. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Batman, and I think that's why uh, Zach likes him so much. He's more of like a Batman scenario. He's got scars all over him. You know, he just goes out night patrols. Uh, he reminds me of myself a little bit. Okay, it reminds, reminds of, me of uh, the Kraken. Like reminds me of the opposite of Zach is who he reminds me of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of reminds me of Rorschach actually. Um, a little bit of Rorschach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can get the Rorschach vibes too. Point two yeah. is like investigating and shit. Like, I guess yeah. yeah, Rorschach vibe. Um, and then uh, number three is Rumor, and she can control you or do things by the sound of her uh, voice, right? And so mm -hmm. there's a good scene in in the uh, the next chapter, uh, which is Dallas, and then uh, Seance, which is he can. Um, inhibit people he can he can talk to the dead he can seance um, is like op he can yeah fuck, he can do it a lot uh, he can basically do whatever he wants yeah. there's no like it there's no imaginative limitation to his capabilities right. based on his power set as long as he's not yeah. from a narrative shoes, standpoint apparently. as long as he's, he's not wearing, wearing shoes, shoes which is that's another powers. good reference from yeah. uh, that's Dallas. like his only his only <laughs> I mean, you have to give a character like that an achilles heel and it's like shoes just, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was shoes. pretty creative. Um, yeah. And then uh, num number five, the boy, which is um, throughout both books, he's kind of like an instigator and throughout, you know, like what happened to number five, you know, in the first Apocalypse Suite. And then you figure out that he, you know, he disappeared through time. And um, then number six is a horror, which you really never get to understand what happened to him. But he's he's the the the. Um, the teammate with the tentacles at the bottom, kind of like the Kraken, but with, you know, the actual legs of an octopus. Dude, right? I, I really, so I really, I got upset about this last time and I'm going to upset about this again. They named 
him the horror, but named number two, or was number two the Kraken? Yes. Yeah, they the named Kraken. number two the Kraken, who literally has nothing to do with the Kraken. And then there's a guy with tentacles, <laughs> and they name him the horror. Bro, you never know. You never know. Maybe he does have something to do with the Kraken. Maybe he yeah. does. Maybe he was related somehow. You really? Uh, so you guys are really believing that he has these ideas that he's just waiting to bubble up, or is he just fucking figuring out as he goes? I, I think um, he has a plan. I, I, I read that or heard that he has like a five-year plan for sure. Of course. So do he, I. Sure. And then in four years, I'll tell you about it as I fucking figure yeah, it out. I I'm think like, that's Of great. course he's going to say that. <laughs> well, I think that – man, I think that um, he has a plan. Like I, I don't think that he has like absolutely no plan whatsoever. But I definitely think the plan isn't super fleshed out. Like I think he has like a beginning Possibly. and a middle – and an end okay. and how he gets from point a to b he's not necessarily super sure and he just kind of you know makes it work as he goes he has a team and and everything and, but i think we should let's get into that later because i really just want to recap yeah. volume one right. before, we more rubbing you before we start that argument. so <laughs> um as jordan drinks the Ooh. kraken um so basically, uh, and a number just spoiler number six, the whole thing, it, like what? Yeah. Okay. Just and go, basically, just a, a number seven is so, the white violin. So, so before we do this, if you're listening to this and you're going to be watching the Netflix series, I'm pretty positive that the first season of Netflix is going to be the first. Um, I think issue. it's a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah, the dude. First, no, I don't think it's going to be just the first. I think it's a combination one. of both. Because if you look, if you watch the trailers, they're actually a lot of the things in the trailers are volume two. I did. Yeah, a, I like they're in Dallas. They're doing the FDR thing. Okay. I just read the review so, about like for six episodes. It's number. Uh, oh, I bet you. Seven, yeah. Trying to figure out if she has powers or not. Ellen Page. So yeah, I, I yeah. Feel like that was all yeah. volume one, but yeah. sorry. I yeah. think I think it's gonna be. I mean, for sure it's gonna be. I don't think. It's I think what? they're gonna combine the two somehow. Yeah, is it like thirteen episodes usually for Netflix? Right, so you one through six would probably be. Uh, I think this one's ten. Ten. Read, okay, read so maybe the next. But would each be episode's the like an hour over. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. Honestly, I mean, it's been um, ten years plus, right, for the Umbrella yeah. Academy that came out. Um, but let me get through this real quick, and then that way we can move on to the the next portion. Um, All right. Sure. But in in Apocalypse Suite, they're obviously they're going through turmoil. The Hargreaves die. They're trying to figure out who they are. You know what they what they want to do, and then out of they're gonna fight something's happening that's gonna destroy the world. Right? They're figuring out that this um, kind of like this orchestra of villains that they they're murdering and they want to destroy the world. And so the the Umbrella Academy reunites gets together and, and fights them and at the end um the white violin which is uh the sister who has no powers she's just uh which great is number seven right number seven um she turns out to be one of their 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 worst villains because she you know severs rumors you know vocal cords and with the fucking um, music note just like <sighs> yeah with a music note so they fight her and they wind up you know saving the world and there's actually a big blast at the end and um, it, I feel like these, uh, particularly the Umbrella Academy, they always come up with like it's like a sad ending. Like it's not like the great like happy ending at all these books. So it's mm. like they they saved the world, but a lot of people died, and now they're paranoid. And that's kind of the Umbrella Academy uh, apocalypse soup. They're just trying to uh, find who they are, and then they find they come together with a um, you know, and uh, and. The stories are fantastical, mystery, thriller, like sci-fi, horror kind of books and um, a little bit of fantasy in there. And so 
you know, there's a lot of wild things that go on in the book, but uh, that that's basically what the book's about. Just them coming back together after, you know, falling apart. And it's a little bit of an origin story to them fighting their own sister to save the world, you know. Yeah. And that's the apocalypse. But isn't isn't so number seven was like uh mind controlled though, right? Somebody uh, was controlling her, she, right? She I think what they did was sort of brainwash her because she was so out of sync between the other you know, the other other uh kids had superpowers and she got sent away to music school, right? Mm-hmm. She was and, an easy target for sure. Yeah, she was an easy target. She was really good at what she did and she didn't know what her power was, and her power was obviously the music and uh, they used that as like a perfect villain coop to to bring her into, and she turned out to be the white violin, which is I think was a great character. Honestly, it's a great cover that they did for that comic. Yeah. And um, yeah, the white violin's cool. White yeah, violin so, made it. I think she made the first first issue, um, uh, first trade, and I definitely think that yeah. the art the art carried it a lot too. I, I know that's a Hellboy <clears throat> artist, right? Uh, Gabriel, he's done Hellboy art. He's done a lot of. It's a very stylistic art, you know. So it's you know when you see it's his, you know. You're like, oh, that's Gabriel, Ba, which is he's a, a Brazilian. He's actually a twin, if you didn't know. He has a twin brother. That's cool. And they do a lot. Yeah, of and stuff. his brother yeah. works on comics too, right? Yeah, they do. They both do it together. So yeah, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, uh, if you read, there's a lot of good stuff. If you buy the trades, you know, which is when I when they combined all the the books together, you get a lot of like behind the story stuff. So. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good behind the story stuff, and um, that was in there. We talked about his brother and uh, how he loved music and being able to work with an actual rock star, which is you know pretty rare for people, I guess. So right, yeah, rock stars. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little rare. So, yeah, that that's that that's the apocalypse suite in a in a n- nice short. I mean, there's a lot to it. More, there's a, more details, but um, they they move into Dallas, and uh, Dallas becomes more of of a I, I like Dallas a little better, honestly, than the first set. But that was just yeah, me. yeah, I, I completely agree. So let's let's recap a little bit on all of our opinions of Apocalypse Week because I think we definitely had some differing opinions there. So yeah. I th- we've we've really talked about it already. I mean, I didn't think that the writing was the greatest. I thought that there was a lot of holes, and there was the argument that the holes would be there on purpose for future narrative, which it seems to be what he is saying, and. I mean, that's great and all, I guess. And I think that's why a big reason why I liked Dallas a lot more is because, you know, I don't know. The first the first series seemed to be a lot of fantastical building this world, which I, is necessary. I mean, it's a very unique world. But I feel like in Dallas, um, it was much more like a normal world. And there's like right. an underlying fantastical approach um, as opposed to being fantastical mm-hmm. with like an underlying real approach, like with the family and everything. And, and I feel like I mm-hmm. guess I just prefer the, the former. I prefer... A real scenario where fantastical shit exists as opposed to a fantastical scenario where real shit exists because on the in the real world with fantastical shit existing you can you can actually like see that happening in our lives whereas we're not in a fantastical world you know so the the real shit in a fantastical world just isn't enticing to me so i think that's a big reason why i liked number two a little more but we'll go into that i mean z you re-listened to episode one. Oh no you didn't because you didn't have a chance because you overslept but I'm sure you still have your opinions. <laughs> um, and then you read volume two. What do you what do you think comparing the two before we go into number two? Um, I um so in volume one, I I was kind of on the side of uh, I didn't think it was lazy writing. I think it was kind of like a um a ride that you just had to kind of agree to get on in the beginning and just think like you know this is going to be crazy. But if you stop like I guess 
trying to put a magnifying glass to it, then you can kind of start to enjoy it. Um, in volume two, I, I almost kind of went the other way. Like I almost kind of went back to more like, not, not necessarily saying that it was lazy writing, but more so thinking if this was not Jared way, Gerard, Gerard, Jared, Gerard, Gerard, <laughs> if this wasn't the lead singer of my chem, like would I, would I be reading this? Like, and um, and that's not to say that it's bad, but it's just to say that to me it feels, I mean, oftentimes to me it felt like super random. Like it just felt like I was like turning the page and, you know, now they're in Vietnam and they're fighting vampires. And then now they're going to do the JFK thing in Dallas. And now this dude <laughs> got shot, but he comes back. And um, so, so I don't know. I, I think that I don't know if I I'm not sure yet if I would say that I liked volume two more or less in volume one i think that i i it's more that in volume one i was down to be on the ride and just kind of like be i guess surprised but in volume two i was expecting a little bit more i think because i wanted because i like already had agreed in volume one like okay like i'm on this ride but like i want something to solidify for me and I don't know if I really felt like anything did get solidified for me on volume two. I, I, I don't think that if, if we weren't doing umbrella Academy for the, for the podcast, I don't think it's a title that I would pick up on my own. Okay. To be honest. All right. So, um, if we're in agreement that number one and two is going to be combined for Netflix series, um, then let's, let's talk about what, what's the storyline number two, JR. All right. So, um, storyline number two, it, it starts off with, um, by the way, these these issues came out between two thousand eight and two thousand nine, um, and there the basically what's going on is uh, I'm going to start from actually the first the first chapter the first book here is where uh, Hargraves is in the White House and he's talking to John F Kennedy and they they possibly be they're talking about you know the Cuban Missile Crisis that's to me that's what I thought they were talking about you know right away and. Um, and how J.F. Kennedy looks real stressed and real struggle, you know, something's come, something's happening to him, right? He knows something's different, and um, <clears throat> and what, and then it, go, it turns into the they're actually fighting Abe Lincoln the monument, and that Kraken actually makes a pretty funny joke, talked about, you know, are we really gonna fight another monument here? And he's fighting Abe Lincoln, right? And um, but the way the way that num this 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 new set Dallas, it, it's it's based around number five. And what happened to number five? Where did he go? What did he do? And it, we read in Apocalypse Suite, there's these mask, uh, gas mask men after him. And in number in this set, they tell you why they're after him. You know, what's going... He was supposed to complete a job, and he didn't. And he's living his old man life in this 10-year-old body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the there's... the. Basically, it kind of it kind of starts off the same way as the first one does, the first set. It as Pog was sweet, they, you know, they're they're dealing with some tragedy in their life. You know, Pago died, in which is the the ape the the chimpanzee that talked. The and little kinda, monkey. Yeah, they kind of raised yeah. him, kind of like. He was a in the, he's in the Netflix show. So yeah, that's good. Cool. Spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert. <laughs> and <laughs> um, basically, uh, Space Boy is is in depression. You know, just watching TV all day. The Kraken has kind of turned into the leader of the group. You know, doing his patrols. You know, going after gang members. Going Rorschach. Uh, yeah. 
Go yeah, uh, seance is doing seance, right? He's getting his hair done and doing the grocery shopping, having some fun, getting his nails done. Um, r rumor is is having a hard time. You know, she's she's dealing with the the fact that she lost her voice and the fact that her sister betrayed him. Um, and her voice and is a source of powers, so like that's yeah, a big her, loss. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely, and um, and then she, uh, you know, so white violin's in it. She's in the beginning. Um, but she's kind of in a comatose state, you know, kind of a, a vegetation state, but she's kind of starting to come around and, um, there's a part in there where rumor takes her and, and makes her remember what she did. And, uh, yeah. there's a bunch of TVs with all the chaos and the, the death and, um, you can definitely tell that, she, uh, they did that because they want to bring her back for future narratives. For right. Sure. For right. Sure. That, that Absolutely. was foreshadowing. Did, did she take a bullet in the head in the first? <clears throat> she did. Number five shot her in the back of the head. That's what I correctly. thought. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. I couldn't remember how they took her out. But. And so, um, but uh, that's kind of the, the beginning of everything. And then, you you know, you start to see that the gas mask men are after number five again. You know, he's at a, a dog a dog race and kind of like I said and doing the old man things got the old man hat on you know he's got his pants all the way up to his you know chest and yeah <laughs> he's just kind of trying to live his life that way I thought that was so interesting that the one the one uh whatever child or what do they have a, a name the umbrella academy is that the name for their their team I guess yeah the um, yeah. yeah the one of them that can travel through time can't win a horse race it's like the one thing that you would be able to win every single time just <laughs> look forward come back you win i guess it's probably because he doesn't want to use his power because where's the fun in it um i thought that was just a little bit ironic but, yeah um, i felt like he wanted to just torture himself that's why he was there. i'm just gonna torture myself there's a lot of things throughout the book you, you see that he's trying to torture himself um and kind of weirdish things in there uh yeah particularly when the Chimps dresses up as Marilyn Manson and he's just sitting there. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, not Marilyn Manson. Oh, sorry, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different, very, very different sorry, people. Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, Mr. President, not fucking Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's just sitting That's and he's hilarious. like, sing it, you know, so but I'm a very um, important person. Sing it to me again. <laughs> Don't stop singing. <laughs> just drinking whiskey. Yeah, he 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 went dark, dude. He got dark in the yeah. second episode the second episode. So um and that and that that's issue one, and you know that that came out to you. I to me, I, I'm starting to get intrigued. I'm not I'm not worried about. Um, and this is before I even heard the interview about him revealing his secrets throughout the book, not before, or you know trying to come up with an origin story for each one. So I was, um, you know, definitely, it's starting to, to realize. And I had read this obviously years ago, but I, I read through this kind of quickly. Did you guys read through this these books kind of quickly, or did you take time? Or yeah, I mean it's an easy read. Yeah, I read through it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So I, went to I mean, the there comic was store and they didn't stuff. have it, so I had to get it on my phone. So that was the first time I ever read a comic on my phone. Oh like, wow! Sli sliding through like Zach was saying, you don't know what's gonna happen next, but do you double tap on the each individual like uh, little box? Oh yeah, so the panels. All so that it's just one yeah. panel at a time. Yeah. So you just go one panel at a time. Yeah. That's how I read all my comics. Honestly, I was flipping through last night, and I, I had a um, a company dinner last night, so I was a little faded. <laughs> but I was flipping through last night, <laughs> and it was so hard to follow when you're kind of buzzed and or or drunk, and and this all this time travel and shit going on. It's, it is hard to follow too. That that is, I agree with Jordan. I think volume two because I mean it's already like so 
kind of just everywhere. I mean, I thought volume one was pretty everywhere. But then in volume two, he's like, you know what I'm going to do to this already everywhere narrative? Let's throw in time travel. And now you're just <laughs> like, with everyone, yeah. fuck, dude. Like, yeah. Jesus. Let's make it crazier now. than it has yeah. to be. Um, it's so funny, though, because I feel like me and Zach switched places on this one, it sounds like. Because I was. Do you like. So you like this I one? I was more on the ride of number two. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is yeah. fucking cool. And, like, I don't know. I feel like the characters. It might be because of the characters, but they just spoke to me more. Like, I loved what they did with space. Like he's just sitting in his basement eating cookies and milk and watching fucking. And he's like super TVs. fat now. Yeah. <laughs> super so like, Doesn't give a shit about anything. Huge yeah. and has these like minions like getting milk and cookies for him, and he's just watching TV. And it's like a Jerry Springer, Maury type show, and he's just eating cookies. He goes outstanding. Like that's the first thing he says as he's watching this shit. Where's, where's and, my ice cream? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And seances like yeah. He, like all these characters are doing them, but like I felt like the dialogue was so much better in this one. Like it was. It wasn't taking itself seriously. Not that Volume 1 took itself too seriously, but there was some serious moments. But, like, literally every moment in this was, like, humorous. Like, Seance, I mean, takes a bullet to the head and goes to heaven. And God's like, yeah, I don't want you here. And neither does, <laughs> and neither the, neither devil, does the devil. So you're just going to so go gonna back. stay back. <laughs> yeah. like, that was so yeah. fucking awesome. And, and then Space yeah. is like, so what's what's on the other side? And he's just like, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's like <laughs> it's all black and white, and there's a dude riding a cowboy or riding a horse. So. Yeah, that's God. God. That's God. Uh, cowboys. <laughs> the cowboy. Um, but I, I do like this. I, I think one of the things I liked about this this uh, Dallas uh, limited series number, it's like one through six, is is the fact that they introduce some really really cool villain people. Um, dude, Cha Cha and the, Hazel. Fuck yeah, me. Hazel and Chacha, right at the end of uh, issue issue one, right? They they come into play. They were kind of scary. They were kind of scary, you know. Like their art style, I feel like was like pretty creepy. Fuck right, it was just like it was dope. Jesus, did, dude. I'm excited did to see guys, that on the Netflix. In the new, yeah. Did you guys see the? Uh, oh, so I don't know if you guys had it, but the, at the end of the book, at the end of the trades, they talk about um, Gerard Way's design for these characters. Yeah, and he yeah, talked I read about. It. And isn't that pretty interesting how he wanted to put Disney Mickey Mouse? He head? wanted to do it as one villain and designed very similarly to Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and I thought that was, yeah, isn't that more interesting? Like, who did yeah. these guys, who did he want them to really represent, right? Like, is it Disney who's the actual evil empire that they are? Or, you know, <laughs> or is it, you know, that, you know, I don't know, just some theories, some conspiracy theories, I guess, going on there. Well, but, how they uh, introduced yeah, he, those two, man, it was so dope. Like at the diner, like they're like, "This pie is amazing." And yeah. Like, What's the recipe? And he's like, the chef peers his head around. Is like, I tell you, but you'd have to rip me limb from limb or something Do, like that. And they should I read it? it? And then it's just that it? one, like, yeah. like it's just them, like, <laughs> yeah. like smiling into blackness, yeah. and you're just like, oh fuck, yeah. dude. Should I read? Wreck this dude. Should I read yeah, the little like, episode? Yeah, little read the part little here. Scene. That was awesome all right. Let's scene. try this. All right, it says downtown diner uh are you kidding me this pie is incredible i do feel like i'm reading the five-year-olds though when i do this i love I the know, enthusiasm <laughs> voice too. I incredible. incredible incredible um you're gonna try you gotta try this i'm, I'm watching my and then uh chacha is like i'm watching my figure just eat it dude like he's <laughs> just like screaming at him just and eat they're it. wearing huge fucking animal masks like they're human yeah. beings with huge animal masks as well. yeah and they're like in these suits and it, they look like fbi agents but with these clown masks on these very fake animal masks yeah. like you said um and then the the, the waitress comes out now we don't want to no trouble because at this diner, if anybody forgot in uh, Apocalypse Suite, that's where uh, Number Five had killed all those gas men. In the oh, past. so okay. that's why they're there, by the way. Oh, that they're makes there sense. to they're following Number Five's trail, and he goes, uh, "Wow, 
He goes, I told you, what's in the pie? And then the the cook comes out, you know, it looks like an old man with the, you know, like the 1950s style kind of looking yeah. cook. And he goes, uh, once I had a man come all the way from Barcelona, try, you know, get the recipe Barcelona. offered me. F- <laughs> to to get the recipe offered me five thousand dollars for it <laughs> and i i told i tells him <laughs> this guy has like an um you'd have to chop off my arms and my legs to get that out of me and he goes and he goes you guys are gonna hate this but he goes hee 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> how's that taint feel does that taint tickle a little bit a <laughs> little bit a little bit and um and then all of a sudden you just see uh cha-chas and masks close up and, uh, and it's the a next fucking goes, scary fucking yeah, look. And yeah, and it's a massacre. It, and they're cleaning things up and they're looking at things. But um, I marked that in the book because I thought it was a pretty funny scene. And mm-hmm. um, I thought it was uh, – <laughs> uh, I thought it was really interesting to show you how bad and how evil those guys were. Like, Yeah, it just, was something out of Reservoir Dogs. You're going to see it throughout the book. I, yeah. it, was, it was super Reservoir Dogs. Like they're like laughing and joshing around. They have their suits on, but their sleeves are rolled up and they're just covered in blood, holding axes and saws. Yeah. And like it shows the guy <laughs> in the chair without any limbs and he's like, canned, canned apples. <laughs> That's the secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, fuck. Like now I'm like that got me. That was when I was like, okay, this is something different. Like this is right. like first volume one, but a little more dark. And Darker, I, yeah. yeah, I got into that. I, I, I love me a dark story. Maybe I'm just yep. sadisted or sadistic. No, I'm with you. I, I think he took it a different turn and he added to it. I think he, I think you guys, I, I see where you guys are saying like the first was like this, this very basic, you know, story, very basic art, you know, it was kind of like the platform. And then I think now you're starting to see him add more pieces to the game board, you know, and you're seeing more villains and you're seeing much more creativity coming out of him. And um, he's done really good things with the the team. So uh, I, I can see why you guys say that for number one. I, I am confused on Zach's analogy, though, of why he liked this one less than the other one. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, as we go through, maybe he can point out. What's bothering like him. pieces that bothered me? Yeah, things that are bothering um, you. I mean, I'll go through each issue maybe, and maybe we can figure out. Do you have flashcards, Zach? Do you just pull out flashcards? Did you? No, it's my phone. Uh, oh, flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 How much I'm time you got? Though, <laughs> like, <on my> phone. <laughs> Let me go point by point. No, I will say, though, that the um, the Cha-Cha and Hazel scene that you guys are talking about, I thought was really sick. I, I also thought, like, the stylistic art in this entire book was, like, just sick the entire yeah. time. Right. Like, there was, like, a couple t- – a couple – um, uh, pieces where I just kind of stopped and I was like, "Damn, dude, the, that's the really mummy beautiful. in Vietnam was sick." I felt like that yeah. Was dope. And in the Cha Cha and Hazel scene, when when you like uh, on your phone, you can do it panel by panel, and I have it set up so like my background is black and the Cha Cha and Hazel scene is black. So I like took a screenshot of it oh, and nice. just like I'm gonna make it as my <laughs> background because I feel like it's just like all it's like all black and then Cha Cha and Hazel in the just middle smiling and smiling like, with their heads tilted. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. The art the art was definitely pretty sick I yeah thought. yeah yep, i thought I space looked dope like, especially when he like they find him he comes out of the jungle he lived in the jungle for two years by himself so he's just fucking still fat somehow and it's like super like just looks like santa claus like long hair long beard. <laughs> like a white yeah, yeah. White beard white hair that, like, yeah. rugged i do yeah i i agree that like a lot of that stuff was really cool because they they i mean come on viacon vampires <laughs> coming out of the dude, I didn't like that part. Didn't, I, I didn't loved like it. Dude, I, I thought that was so I thought sick. it was so Kraken was like a war general, bro. like he finally found a place. No, that was tight. Like I like the Kraken, but like I don't know. For me, I guess like one of the things is that at a certain point it gets so random that I just like 
stop caring in the sense that I'm just like, okay, like anything can happen. And if anything can happen, then like, why would anything matter? Like the fact that Seance got shot in the head, he got shot in the head and then he died and then he just came back. And then I'm just like, all right, well, there's no like type of finality there. Like I, I it just seems that nothing can be trusted. Anything can happen. There's no stakes no at all. And there's no consequences. And to, when, when I got to that point as a reader, I just kind of stopped caring. Like I was just like, all right, well they can go in the future. They can go in the past. They can die. They can come back. They can be in Vietnam. They can fight vampires. They can be in. And so I guess it just seemed like, um, where was this know. last time? Like, I feel like we were like on the, such a same page last time. And now like we're just completely <laughs> well, reversed. Well, last, last time, last time I wanted to, I lo- last time I was like, all right, I love Jared, what Jared, Gerard, da, 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 Gerard way. And I just, I felt like okay. I needed to kind of just, um, I just wanted to get on the ride because I wanted to like see where it took me. But I, but I, I, I wanted, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I guess I just wanted more stakes, like more, finality to this world and as i'm going through it i mean i love the art but it to me it was like pretty hard to follow and um god it just seemed so random like every page it just seemed like whatever can happen is gonna happen and then none of it really matters and i just kept going that way like it didn't really feel like a narrative that like made sense and and mattered to the characters and mattered to the villains it just seemed so random and i just i just kind of felt like well I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The art became the high, po- the highlight for me. Dude, yeah. We are. We're so opposites. Fucking, no, no. I mean, we're so like, this was exactly what I was saying. The first one kind of, but, uh, <laughs> like the art carried it. Like there's like, it doesn't make sense. And you just have to go along with the ride, bro. But, uh, I finally hopped in and now you're not there with me. Like it's just me and JR riding as a twosome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I wonder honestly, and I, and, and this is a question that Jordan asked in the first one and i know that we're kind of switching places here but like as i was reading this i was seriously asking myself like if this wasn't gerard way would we be reading this right now i mean this has won awards this has won a ton of awards it's got a netflix show it's got a full team behind it now it's got like you know ba and all his whole art team and i mean there's and and i don't know if i mean i'm sure you guys have actually seen the netflix show the the previews and stuff there's a ton of money Netflix is putting into this show. I mean, the cast is incredible. The Pogo Mary looks Jane like Lige. straight from Planet of the Apes. Like, I mean, this isn't like a half-assed project. Netflix is putting buku bucks into this, betting hard on this. So I just wonder, like, I mean, I don't know. If if it wasn't Jared Way, would it, would it have – would it be where it was, no. where it is now? No. Uh, mm. Well, I – you know, I liked it. I didn't – regardless of who was there, I didn't realize – I mean, I, I mean, I love My Chemical Romance, but so do I. But Ger- I mean, so Gerard I. Way was was not the. F- I mean, I will tell you, it's not the focal point for me because he's reading. I read it because one, it's a continuation of a story, and it's gotten um, now it's like engraved into what I like to read these days. You know, um, it's off the huge market comics. Um, I still love to read. The, don't get me wrong, but um, it. it you have, you get to see different characters, different villains, different heroes, different side of heroes. You know, uh, it's not always a quirky laugh. You know, you get you got to see. You know, a lot of these off beat comics or off the the main market. That you see a lot of. Um, I think almost kind of what a dark hero would be who had superpowers. You know, the power that they contain, and I, I feel like in this 
in these books, I mean, it definitely has that. I mean, number five is a, a freaking crazy psychopath. And yeah, I mean, he even he, he's losing. Yeah, right? Number five is out of his he's mind. And he, this one. he is. And he even talks about but they're all out of their mind. They all are all yeah. out of their mind. But he even talks about how he was created to be this assassin. Right. He even talked about how they genetically. Oh, mutated oh can I read him. that line? Can I, I yeah, love this ahead. line. I wrote this down. because This is my favorite line in the book, which is in chapter uh, issue five. Right. Issue yeah. five, I think. it's yeah. yeah. So he's talking about how they like basically scientifically created him to be the ultimate assassin by putting DNA from every historical assassin yeah. in him. So he's got like every skill set of every assassin ever. And so he says, he's telling a rumor why he's so dangerous and why he's the most lethal. Yeah. He's given his backstory. To yeah. And then he says, I am the act of change possessed into a revolver. I am a revolution packed into a suitcase bomb. I am every Mark David Chapman and every Charlotte Corday. I am Luigi Luceni slow dancing with Balthazar to the tune of semi-automatics while Gavril Princip masturbates in the corner with bathtub napalm. <laughs> it's just, it's so it's so my chemical romance. That just sounds like I just sounds like there needs to be power chords behind that, and that needs to be like wind in a microphone. I am to the sound of semi-automatics. <laughs> but it was so it was oh man that part gripped me. I loved that, and I I had to look up most of the names to be honest, but they're all assa- like famous assassins in one way. Yeah. Like Mark David Chapman's Lennon, obviously, and yeah, uh, Princip was uh, freaking. Um, Franz Ferdinand, and uh, there's, they're all like the Empress and everything. But uh, I really love that line, and, and I love this because like I wrote down a few lines in here, and I didn't do any of that in the first volume because I just it wasn't sucked into the dialogue. So it was just I thought it was yeah. trash. But like the dialogue was actually I thought really good in this one. Like uh, when when number five is so he's coordinating a way for the strike team that created him to kill, or not kill, but to stop his other self. Old- they called his him Old Five. Self. Yeah, his they old, five old Five from killing uh, the president. Right. They're going uh, to the uh, book depository, basically where they, in Dallas. In Dallas. Yeah, in That's Dallas. why it's called yeah. Dallas. Yeah. And so he's like coordinating the plan. There's all these like uh, they almost look steampunk, right? They're all in their gas masks and like they're yeah, they're huge. called gas mask men. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, all right. So red team, you know the drill. Run in and get killed. Blue team. Uh, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really uh, that was a funny ass line though. because it's like that's gonna happen anyway, and I feel like that happens all the time in comics. Yeah. But he was just like, "You go in there, you get." And they're just like, "Roger." <laughs> they're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like but I thought that that was so funny. Um, one guy I didn't understand, and I don't think they ever really developed him or explained him. Weird was uh, Mr. Perseus. I don't remember him ever being in the story before, and then he was just in there again, yeah. and then never. It's it's like he's got a a, a a reason for him there. I know that at the end of this book, they do a, a short story with um, basically the white violin and uh, Kraken, and where they and they do it. They call it the the Prince, and it's a band. And in in the scene of this little side story is where um, I think it's white violin. She punches somebody. And it's him. She punches him in the face hmm. and basically embarrasses him, you know. Perseus? Yes. Yeah. The blonde okay. dude. And yeah, I so thought... I think there's something to this probably down the line. I'm reading Hotel Oblivion right now, and um, and it's it's <laughs> if you think this one's wacky, Hotel Oblivion gets even wackier. See, that's what I'm afraid so. of. Like, Wait, is that, get... that volume three? Yeah. Yeah, it's volume three. Came out start coming out uh around December or October. October. 
Yeah. And number five just came out this week. And oh shoot, those so, are the only ones they actually had at the comic store. But I wanted to read Dallas first. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm probably gonna pick them up because I, I as long like I'm finally getting on board, and it's, I feel like they're they're putting a little bit more into the characters. But like yeah, the, the Perseus thing, I didn't understand. But I'm assuming it's just like yeah, setting them up for future reference. Yeah. But he did have one line there that I thought was hilarious, I and mean, he's like dismissing the entire board. And he's like, you're fired. You're all fired. And he's like, I'm young, good looking, and prom drunk on power. Like, <laughs> you're all fucking done. Like, prom drunk yeah. on power is one of the better lines. So straightforward. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I hope. I hope what was, what was the deal with the world blowing up? So that's what would have happened. That was one part I didn't understand. That's what would have happened, apparently, if JFK was not murdered. Yeah, if he was alive. Because it, there, mm-hmm. we're in this this weird offset world that he created in the first volume. So hypothetically in that world, JFK was never murdered. And then he gives the, oh. uh, the nukes to Hargraves who somehow they kill him, get in the hands of the Hazel and cha-cha. So killing JFK eliminated that. So they did save the world by spoiler alert, murdering JFK. Who yeah. Was rumored that that did it. Yeah, which is a really cool scene because I I had he had talked about uh, Gerard Way had talked about okay he in in the book he had at um, he had talked about how okay now you you have all this story you have you're involved in one of the most historic events ever are, are you gonna kill JFK or not right and he goes you have to kill JFK so how do you kill JFK do you kill him with you know the normal normal way well number five didn't kill JFK he still didn't do what the fish bowl head wanted him to do even though he had threatened him Dude, and that was a cool and character hit, right and yeah. threatened him and his twin brother which uh, is revealed um a little later at the end of the book did either of you guys play earthworm i didn't Zero? really get the fishbowl the fishbowl head character who who was that he was the leader he was like the leader of, of, of the assassins yeah or basically they're like this league of time travelers who correct time and go after you know certain individuals and certain events and yeah. he, he and he so had, why did I, number five they kill call him? Them corrections, like they correct corrections. people yeah. to get out of line, right. basically. Why did number? So why did number five kill him? It, well, right off the bat, he didn't kill him because he was threatening uh, his his mom, who was giving birth to two boys. It sounded like, right? Yeah, he made him. A, oh, because he traveled through time and then like threatened his mom before even number five. His mom was gave birth to number five. Yeah, yes. and he he made him. He he removed every like strand of humanity in him. So he made him the the weapon. That yeah, he, he gave him who. Yeah, and he just so, turned like, on him. That's like he's like I'm not. I don't want to be this. Like I had no choice. You made me this kind of thing. And so like he's kind of like the uh, evil doctor in the scenario, and he finally got his revenge. I guess. Yep. By smashing the fishbowl on his head and then, and then eating, eating the fish. The fish. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Jesus, and then, say, bro. Right. A lot of Crazy. fucked up shit, but that's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and everybody is all like, and he's like, anybody want any ice cream? <laughs> At the yeah, end, yeah he's like digging through the ice cream truck, like trying to find ice There's cream. There's so many ironic things in there because ice cream, I think, was one of those things where at the beginning, where the kids had beat, you know, uh, the Abe Lincoln statue with a, uh, <laughs> basically okay. with a booth statue. Yeah, so there's something there, right? Because like, so the first volume they had the Eiffel Tower becoming this huge monster, and then they have the right. Lincoln mm-hmm. statue becoming this huge monster, and then uh, John Wilkes Booth statue killing it, which right. obviously is clever. Yeah, but rumor, like, rumor does like, that. Yeah, is there like a statement against like um, America or like the world? Like, because obviously Eiffel Towers in Paris, but like, you think he's making yeah. anything with that, or is that just conveniently um, monuments are. Well, if we're we're gonna think about like his music and stuff, you know, he's not, and he he even talked about relating to trans fluid gender. You know, you ever heard him talk about that before? 
Gerard no. Way? No. He talks about that and how he leans when he when he was performing, he leaned towards being more feminine. And I think that with all the other things that who he is, he's just I think maybe there is an underlying saying, okay, this is how America is viewed. Let's destroy that a little. Let's change it. And I think or he the was world. right. Or I the mean, world. You're I right. think it's established. Yeah. I think it's just established society. I feel like I feel like I mean if you if you listen to My Chemical Romance and like look at them, I mean they're like pop punk just fuck the world like i don't really care about anything and and you know i mean they're like so i feel like gerard way writing something that's kind of anti-establishment just goes I with mean, his personality would he would he write anything else yeah. I mean, yeah. no <laughs> yeah like what else would he write right. other than anti-establishment type of stuff yeah that makes sense. i i I thought this was a pretty touchy book because you're dealing with the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Like, I thought it was like I thought that was um, kind of brave, like in the yes. sense of you must not give a shit about what could happen because I think there's like a lot of topics that um, people can get like all up in a in a bunch about you know like yeah. oh my god like I but notice how when they did the assassination they didn't they, there was no art on it yeah yeah. It was just bang, and then it, they just and moved there's on. literally it, gruesome art in every other panel. So. Yeah, and every like it, yeah everything, but they wouldn't touch that. that. Was, so I feel like that was a choice. That was oh for sure, yeah. for sure. They had I'm sure they sat down in a conference room and they had a real long conversation about how they're going to handle that. But I I, I think that um, there are certain topics that like are kind of untouchable, and obviously that's I mean not one of them as a whole because that was a large part of the plot in this book. But um, they wouldn't show the art, and so. I thought it was an interesting way. Like, I feel like Gerard Way is just trying to like, kind of push the boundaries. He's trying to like be like, all right, where can I go with this? Like, can I? Can we talk about the assassination of JFK? Can I? Can I kill Abraham Lincoln with John Wilkes Booth in a statue? Like, what? What can I do here? Like, when is it? Where's the line? Um, which again, I feel like is makes sense based on you know who he was as a musician and and everything else. But um, I just found it interesting that they wouldn't touch the art on that. Yeah, it, and the way they killed him was not normal. Like I said, they didn't they didn't shoot him. They rumor killed him by implementing, you know, by her her powers. Her telling yeah. her telling him that his head was about to explode. Yeah, yeah and his head exploded. And th- that's a way around something. I guess to me, it's kind of creative. It's a way around a, a sensitive subject and being creative with it, you know. And the fact that she got her her powers because you know she was under she said under the knife. Right, she's under the knife, and she had. But to do I, that, it. that was another thing that I didn't understand. Like, what? Nobody was gonna notice that that wasn't his wife in the car. That was something that I was confused about too. Like, how did did she like entrance him? Like, can she do that with her voice? Like, to she, make him. She could have. I noticed there was a a, a bo- there was a panel of her almost facing the other way the whole time. Like, she there's in where he's in the car, but bro, and like her. I'm yeah, getting in a even car if, with even, I know, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dog, just like, like – And you're married to that person. Yeah. Like, JFK's not going to be it, like, it's just kind of a hint you are not of, my wife. Of Who like, are you? <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind it's, of a hint, like a mirage kind of scenario because even even the uh, first lady when, when they're in the hospital, she talked about not remembering anything. Like, what happened? Where, yeah, where, where, she must have had some vocal effect on the people like – So I feel like that was kind of part of that. You know, she she looked away a lot. She, you know – Man, then I, when I, she, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm Jordan right here. But, like, you guys are, are like, coming to the rescue <laughs> of what I think was, a, a, like, a dropping of the ball in the plot. Because, like, if you, if you think about it, okay, even if JFK 
did like let's say JFK was in a trance. Did she put like all the entire United States Secret Service in the trance? Did she put the entire like all the cameras that were beaming in on the car? I mean, all the spectators like that's like that's crazy. Yep. People know what JFK's wife looks like. Yeah, she, there's no way she put the entire city of Dallas can in I just the trance. So like, can I, say how I happy feel like I am right now. That. In order to in, in order to get through that, like in order to get through that scene, yeah. you have to do exactly what you guys are doing, where you guys are just like, well, maybe she put them in a trance. Maybe she put everybody else in a trance. Let's just not think about it. Let's move forward. Yeah. And I know that's where I was in the last volume. You're but in exactly this volume, there. Now you're like way into I'm ex- it. I, well, I guess what I'm saying is I'm expecting progress. Like I'm, I, I was, I, I signed up for the first volume, and in the second volume, I wanted to see progress, and I didn't see it, and and I. I just feel like there's scenes like that where it's just like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and in order for the story to move forward, you just have to accept that it doesn't make any sense and then let it go. And I guess I had a harder time letting that type of shit go. Is it because you're, you're, you're maturing and you're growing as an adult? Aww. <laughs> With your, your, your new engagement and your found love and your, your house and your car. Like, you gotta, yeah, bro. You well, I was in a completely different place last year. I could have let that type of shit go. This year, I can't let that shit go, bro. I got a mortgage. I got a fiance. I got a kitten, bro. I can't let that shit go. Absolutely not. I need answers, damn it. I need uh, answers, yeah. <laughs> and I need them now. Oh, I love it. Um, I do feel like you definitely are doing exactly what Jordan did last last year, and um, which is cool. I mean, that's what that's what comics are meant to do. Like I've said in the past, they're meant to change your opinion from book to book at times, and you can change from character to character. And um, maybe I'm I'm an I don't know what kind of person I am, or there's a category, but I tend to just look Optimist. over those things. Optimist, pedophile. Yeah, that's not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like you you just like when you go into something, when you read something, when you watch a movie, you're like, I'm going to have a great time. Like you just already make that your mind up, I feel like, for the most part. And like it takes a lot for any type of medium to like take you, sway you in the other direction because you already start like your pendulum so far over here. Like this is going to be great. Yeah. And I that's agree. just my, my opinion, no, like how I see you. I always tell but, people. And so. That's that's a that's a perfect analysis because what I always tell people when they go into movies, particularly with comic book movies, they have an idea how Spider-Man should be. They have an idea how Wolverine should be, right? And they have an idea how the Fantastic Four to be. And they're they're like so. My my little sister's like this. She's like, it didn't exactly happen this 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 way, right? And I'm like, you just go in and enjoy the movie. Now there there have been times where I'm like, okay, this is stupid, and I don't want to watch this movie, and I won't watch that movie again. Uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, yep. And um, but there are times. Do you remember your your Sailor Moon episode? The, oh yes, uh, I would never watch. Oh yeah. my god, that was so hard. I went in there. I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy this. Power. I'm gonna. <laughs> you hated Sailor Moon, bro. I'm gonna you enjoy this. Hated it. I couldn't even watch it god. while I was sleeping. Like I tried to like leave it on. Like maybe I would like soak it in osmosisly or something. And I couldn't even do it. I was like, osmosisly. This is, I'm gonna change this stupid TV. But Umbrella Academy, I kind of, um, it kind of came at a time where I got back into comics too, you know, like around 2007, um, and because I had, I had, I had been out of comics for a while. I had, you know, I didn't have money before then, and I was living with my parents, and you know, comics weren't at the top of my list. And this is when Amber starts to come around and starts to, she's like, you should go back into comics. Amber's always been that person, you know, you're significant others. You should do this, and they kind of encourage you, you know. Um, that's when we found Action City Comics and Umbrella Academy was around the same time. And I think I, I do hold a little bit more of a of a, a, a um, close relationship to it because that was one of the first ones 
first comic that I bought that wasn't a mainstream comic, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. And, so you got some nostalgia factor in there. A little bit. Sense. And I, I always – when I read it, I'm like lost in it. Like I'm like, man, this is – I'm like, well, uh, we're in, all lost, but for different reasons. You're lost, like yeah. you're engulfed. <laughs> we're lost, like what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and... <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I've read, you know, the Lord of the Rings books, or um, I'm enjoying it, like a, you know, any kind of like, you know, Harry Potter books or something for people, or the um, uh, Game of Thrones books or TV show. I'm, I'm lost in it like that when I read it, and it comes out so rare. Like it, it's not like it comes out every year. It comes out like almost every five years. Almost like even longer not than even. that, right? Yeah, not even. Yeah, it's, it's, it comes three out three volumes in in what? Um, probably ten years? plus years. Yeah, I actually so, write every five years. Maybe. So it's been um, anytime it comes out. Like okay, so I'll give an example. The the the, the, the new issue of, of Tale of Oblivion came out, right? And I didn't realize that I didn't add it to my book, my collect my subscription at Action City. And I have to order it online to get the two. I was so pissed, like I was nervous that I couldn't get the. Well, <laughs> uh, three and four so i had to go online and order it but which i don't typically do i usually buy everything from action city but yeah that's to me that's kind of maybe that's why i'm a little bit more in into this there have been comics that i haven't enjoyed i mean i'm pretty sure we'll find one one day maybe that'll be the goal yeah dude i think i mean if, I if you want to include mangas into the category of comics then i think we we have already checked okay that is off. it manga or manga but, I uh, I heard both. Uh, tomato, I, tomato, tomato. I heard both. I actually heard both. I've heard a guy say manga. I've heard it when I go in there yeah. and manga, and I interrupt their reading. You ever gone to Barnes and Noble, and all the kids do is just read it while they're there and not buy it? You know, you ever seen Dude, that? Dude, that used to be me. Okay, that used to be me. So Still he, kind of. I love Borders degree. books, man. That was my fucking jam. I know Borders books was like the toy store. All right, bro. My mom took me to Borders. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. So, we go to we go to west we go to a west coast <laughs> uh, playing cards. Build up our Yu-Gi-Oh Dude, decks, was, go across the street, yeah. go to Borders, find a dope-ass book, kick it, and then your mom can pick us up because we didn't drive. Oh, yeah. gosh. So like I was the guy happy that – Happy as a clam. Happy, happy as a clam. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great Saturday. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So, obviously, JR, you have a connection to the book. Zach, you love the first question. Lost the connection. I, I kind of want to say one thing in, in, in response to JR's sure. points. Sure. Um what I was thinking about this, like as you're, as you're saying all that. And I think my problem, honestly, like one of my issues is that I can't help but compare this book to saga and reborn because I feel like uh, saga and reborn are both like dark horse. I'm pretty sure they're both dark horse right? uh, image image, but they're, they're like, they're the independent. I, they're type of books. Brand, like they're like, they're like right? off they're brand. The brand. They're not, yeah. they're not Marvel and they're not DC. Yeah. And so when I'm reading this and I think about like Saga and Reborn, like to me, Saga and Reborn are like just incredible. Like the the narratives are just amazing. The art is amazing. And I just feel like when I when I put Umbrella Academy in, in, in that like kind of conversation in my mind, it just doesn't add up. Like I just feel like I would much, much rather read Saga or Reborn than Umbrella Academy and I can't help myself but compare them to that because that's those are the only other off-brand comics that I'm like I've really read or that I'm really into and so yeah those I are great comics yeah. yeah no those are super great yeah and I, I think that uh we're getting a little too much like we're getting a tummy ache uh over the <laughs> the, the the big time comic stories like you're getting too much we're getting too much sweet from all the marvel and the dc like they're putting all this in our face and like we're kind of wanting a little bit of a break and we're wanting these yeah. off kilter storylines like like i'm i'm hungry i'm thirsty for some image comics i'm thirsty for some reborn some saga yeah 
some Umbrella Academy. Like these, these are like feeling me because right now, like the last thing I want to do is read a goddamn Marvel comic book with yeah. all the Marvel. I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine. Face, you, know? you know. Yeah, I agree. I actually agree. I'm with you on that. I feel like um, doing a Marvel or DC. I mean, I know we're gonna do it pretty soon, but like uh, when when we do, I just you know lately I've just been like, oh man, you know. I mean, I'm down, but I'm I, I really I would just love for Saga and Reborn to come out because I like. I'm, that's my that's my jam. Well, the beauty right now, of so. this co- podcast is we're going to find all the other ones that are out there as well that are going to be yeah. like the sagas and reborns. Like I have quite a bit. Yeah. Dive into I have the quite depths a bit. with Jr. He's going to be our yep. guide, and we're going to be dude. That's that's scuba that's diving super through exciting. the unknown. So yeah, that's super exciting. It's very exciting. So going into the Netflix series, I mean, it drops February fifteenth this Friday. Um, there is some reviews that I've read personally, and I won't divulge the uh, info there but like first opinion what do you guys think what, what's it going to be well it's <laughs> pointing at jr to start it's pointing at me i think it's going to be you guys ever <laughs> you guys ever um you guys ever watch that magician magician show yeah on like sci-fi. On, it's on netflix yeah, it's sci-fi. It's on Netflix now. It's a um, it it kind of reminds me of that a little bit, where it um, it's a little bit quirky at times, but it's gonna have these fantastical ideas in there. Um, the the cinematic lens that they're using is a dark lens, it looks like, and it's just gonna be. Um, I think it's gonna be that scenario. I I I think I'm gonna enjoy it just because it's gonna be fun to look at. I mean, just for me, it's gonna be being able to see these characters on the big screen. Um, and, um, knowing I like uh, that interview that I heard with Gerard way and Gabriel body talked about what, you know, there's more to come. Like he goes, if this does really well, he goes, we have so much more of this and so many more things. So I'm hoping that it does well so you can get he's, those things. And he's so full of shit. <laughs> no, I think he has like, I think he said it, it he said he had that, to like, prove it. He said, I, yeah, I think he has oh, like an idea of he has so much more to come. I just don't think he has any fucking idea how he's going to get there. No. Like, I think he, I think he has like big steps, but I don't think he has like the dreamer. in between littler steps. And I think that that's kind of the, what introduces that random feeling into, into what's going on. But here's the thing, bro. He's got all the funding and all the backing and all <clears throat> the awards behind him at this point. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of big names and a lot of big money behind this project, both print and now on Netflix. Because of who so, he is, not because of the quality of the product. I, I agree. I, honestly, Jordan, I agree. <clears throat> I, I, I agree. I, I think that if this was not started by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Right. It's not to say it's not good, but I think that there's other talented writers out there who are doing better stuff. I mean, I mean, we met artists and writers at, at RenCon. Who I feel like have probably written better stories than this, to be honest with you. Wow. Wow. Uh, I mean. Whoa. <laughs> well, I haven't read any of them, so I'm not going to make Sorry. any statements. Sorry. I, 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 that's, it sounds like a lot of space feel. opera stuff that I don't know how I feel about, but yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. So you, so do you think it, so JR, you think it's going to be a success then? What's I your rating? So. I think it's going to be Pre, different. Pre-rate it, bro. Pre-rate it? Yeah. I'm going to give it your a, prediction. I'm going to give it an eight. And I think it's um, Netflix really pissed me off this year, and um, <laughs> this is why it, it canceled Daredevil. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, what the fuck? Season two. Right. Sucked, and then to they. I mean, I understand. I love season two. I understand. Two. Luke Cage. I'm on the fence with. I actually yeah, thought yeah. it was better than what I think a lot of people said it was. Except towards the end, it got trash. But in the right. beginning, it was actually pretty cool. Jessica Jones, I think, is great. Uh, Jones Iron Fist is hot is garbage. Like Iron, Iron Fist is hot garbage. Yeah. 
Um, so I understand that those 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 cancellations, but Daredevil, bro. I thought I Daredevil was it's upsetting, and then they great. have Punisher. Matt Murdock, bro. But Punisher still Damn. trucking. Along. It's still going, but yeah. I haven't even want to watch the second season because you know that they're inter- interlocked together, and it's like, oh, we're not going to interlock them anymore. It's and like seeing like, your ex girlfriend like with somebody else. Yeah, it's like, and I don't I'm like, screw see this bullcrap. Yeah. So, like I said, with, with Netflix really pissed me off with that. Um, but I I feel like they're trying to do something different, and maybe. This was one of their ideas was, uh, you know, let's eliminate some of these Marvel things that Disney's kind of owns a little bit. And they're trying to get into the space. Heck yeah. And I know they're, Netflix they're, is They're looking all- at all the money that Marvel's making and DC yeah. is like Why would you eliminate kind of trailing guy? Like, your and Red thinking, Damn. Daredevil, if you ask me. Like, that's, that was the one that broke the mold. That was their, that was their bit. Me I too. I, I know. I there had to be too. some kind of like inside like Copyright conflict. something. Yeah. 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 Like Marvel, maybe Marvel started, maybe Marvel's tried to start charging them a lot because they started seeing that Netflix was going to uh, rival them for uh, comic book watches as they like yeah. did stuff like Dark Horse, like stuff maybe like Umbrella ben Academy. Affleck was just really pissed. It was like, dude, Screw I'm the original Daredevil. <laughs> He's not even Batman anymore. Um, I, I, I know that they're they're doing, all, all, I know Netflix is doing all kinds of these offbeats. I know they're doing, we had talked about, you know, um, they hired, uh, the guy who does Magic Order and Reborn and all those kind of books to to write stuff. They're going to put those in the shows eventually, I think. And they're going to come off with these non-mainstream books. And I think Umbrella Academy is like their first, first try at this. And I think it's gonna they're going to push really hard for it. But I'm going to give it an 8. I'm going to say it's going to do pretty good. It's technology is up there with it these days, you know. And we, we're going to see chimpanzees running around. <laughs> Um, I, I'm curious how they're gonna fight the Eiffel Tower, but um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about it. But yeah, okay, Z. So when I first um, found out about Netflix doing this uh, show, I my first thought was like it's gonna be a disaster because I just don't certain things I I think are really hard to recreate live um, live action, and I mean. You've seen that a ton in anime when yeah. they, they try to make live action animes movies Garbage. or shows and it always fails because animation just gives the artists so much more freedom than live action does. Like they can do so much more in animation. And when you get an animated uh, show or comic that is so fantastical, like I think Umbrella Academy is with the characters and the scenes and the villains and um, the, especially the action scenes. I think it's it's really hard to recreate live action, and so because based on that, I thought it was going to be trash. But I started to do a little bit more research into the show. I read some reviews. I watched some reviews on YouTube, and what I realized is that the only way for Netflix to even get close is if they like went all in and doubled down on the project and just put in like a ton of money and you know had all the cgi you could you could dream of yep and it really looks like that's what netflix did yeah i mean honestly from the trailers to that to the cast it really looks like netflix doubled down on this project and and the 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 cast is crazy and the reviews are that i've read and seen seem great they said like uh, the one thing that i remember in the reviews is watchmen meets x-men oh and um because it is kind of that darker thing but then there's like the superhero team right um, so I actually think it's going to be pretty good. I, I think I think that Netflix, in order for this to be good, did everything they needed to do to make it good. And so, I mean, at the very least, I think it's going to be entertaining. Right. And I love the cast. Um, 
And so, and I, and I just feel like there's so much, there's so many resources behind it. It's hard to fail when you have that, that type of resource pool behind it. So I agree. I think it's going to be pretty good. I think, I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to nail it. And, uh, I, I I would give it an, I would give it a seven. I think it's going to be entertaining. I don't think it's going to be like groundbreaking, but I think it's going to be entertaining for sure. Okay. Can I ask you, um, what, like who in the cast are you excited about? Like you keep talking about the cast, and I'm I'm just curious what's so enticing to you about the cast. Let me look up the cast. Well, I will tell you that the only person I know is Ellen Page, which is Ellen Page. Name, right? is Ellen? Mary J. Blige is one of the Mary J. Mary J. Blige. Blige. Traveling yeah, Ellen Page. Ellen Page is is Mary but, J.'s in it. Yeah, but I, other than that, I didn't remember seeing anybody. Kate Walsh. I mean, Kate Walsh. Anybody? I mean, you're excited about Kate Walsh. Or you just recognize I, mean, I just know who she is. <laughs> I remember her from a, a, a like a the Lincoln commercial, the car yeah. commercial. Yeah, I guess my 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 reason for asking that question is like the cast is. I'm not excited about the cast. I mean, I think that there's people I recognize in there, and 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 my fear is the cast, to be honest, because I feel like Ellen Page is obviously the highest paid actor in that class, and they're going to mm. be focusing on, from what I've read, is the focusing on like her being the beaten, like ignored. She's the sibling. she's a white violin. Yeah, she's the one that didn't have powers or thought she didn't have powers, and ends up becoming. And then ends up being like the most powerful. Exactly. So my fear is that they're going to focus a lot on Ellen Page being like discriminated and like just like alienated and like her like being down and discovering that she doesn't have any powers. You think it's going to be? You think it's going to be a Me Too movement statement? Yeah, I think it's going to be oh, annoying. God, I'm don't worried about say it that. being annoying. Not Me Too, no. But I, I'm worried about it being like just like oh, like uh, what was me? And then like finally I rise up and like you're kind of rooting for her at that point because she's like been going through so much and like really what I want is a fucking shit ton of dialogue between space and Kraken and Seance. Like that's like that would be a fucking entertaining for that too. show. But like the people that are playing them. No idea who they are, and also number five is a is a fifteen year old actor, which I looked up, which is dope. I think that's cool, and I think that he's he looks the part. I just I want a lot of dialogue and fucking banter between them, and I just, with Ellen Page being the highest paid actress in the most the role that doesn't matter the most until the end. I'm worried about that, and I also that's a good theory. I also um, think that it depends how they blend the first two seasons together but it's just it's gonna be a it, an issue if if uh space isn't monkey you know like all the trailers i've seen he's human he's just a, he's yeah just a big the, yeah dude. and that could yeah. be like a hint like he's like a big dude and then he like, like he, maybe he takes his jacket but he's always wearing like a big ass jacket right, but though. his hands are human. like maybe he takes his maybe he takes his jacket his, off i know i know so like who knows who knows maybe they're keeping that under wraps but like one of my favorite parts. That'd be pretty of this... dope. I better see that space boy monkey suit. Right, right. One of my favorite parts of the of the comic is the art, and the art is like like space yeah. is like the epitome of that. He's a fucking half monkey, yeah. half human. Yeah. So if they make him I just human, cracking in his Freddy Krueger shirt. Yeah, I'm I'm out if it's if it's he's all human. Like that's gonna be annoying. Like that's like the he's yeah. the he's the leader. He's like the heart, and he's also like fucking dismembered. Yeah, like that's that's cool. And so one, my fear, like Zach was talking about, about making it live action, is that they can't explore everything that they could in the comic. And so I was hoping for, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, I think it's called uh, Troll Hunter or Troll Hunters or whatever. It's like an animated show on Netflix or about this like kid that becomes a yeah. troll hunter. It looks like it's a kid show. Honestly, it kind of yeah. is, but it's also fucking badass. And that's the animation I was hoping for for Umbrella Academy because they have so much more exploration with that. 
being human, if they're taking a step back, like they're making Pogo or Pago, whatever you want to call them, and that looks really yeah. good. But if they're avoiding making a half man, half monkey, like that's going to limit – that just shows me they're going to limit a lot of other things moving forward. Honestly, I'm like yeah. going through the Netflix um, images on Google just to see like what it's going to look like. And I'm looking at images of space and and uh, I don't he think he's going to be a monkey. Right? Exactly. So yeah, that's, it looks like he's in. He's just buff, exactly. and, and he's like really buff in a jacket. That's what worries me because that will completely eliminate goat or uh, space as a fucking character that you. But care but about. I mean, dude, you have to understand that like there's gonna be things that are lost in this live action. I but mean, that's a big part of who who space I'm, is. I'm hoping they're keeping it under wraps. I really do because it's important for him to be in that monkey suit. He loses that monkey suit because of who he is. Like he becomes that person, that monkey body because of his his inability to. Uh, he's got that superhero complex so bad. That's how he loses his body, right? Like yeah, he, he thinks he can do far. whatever he needs to do. And also rumor, yeah. He thinks and nobody can so love him because they of that. need to make that happen, honestly. Yeah, if they if, don't, I'm not watching. Like rumor it. still loves him with a monkey <laughs> body. Rumor loves him in the second she yeah. proves it with a fat monkey body. Like rumor still finds that she like loves him as a person as opposed to loving a big buff dude. So like that completely would yeah. eliminate the love story between him and rumor as well. So I just I think there's a lot of concern there, and yeah. I, I I just. So with all those concerns, I'm I'm putting this at a five. I don't I don't feel good about it. Ooh, Jordan thinks it's gonna be trash. I don't feel good about you, it. You, you you don't think you're gonna be entertained, even if even if space is a, is a human, and um, Ellen Page is you know, whining the entire season like about not. Yeah, being a, no, yeah. You don't, you you don't think you're gonna be entertained? I think it'll be entertained. I mean, I don't think it's because I'm 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 pretty much I'm pretty much just like ruling out any type of possibility that this is going to have like great dialogue or a great story or anything like that. <laughs> that I'm basically giving terrible. it a seven. Why I'm basically giving it a seven that? based on its entertainment factor. I think it's going to be, inter- there's going to be a lot of explosions. There's probably going to be a ton of one liners that are pretty funny and witty. But there's no characters. And I'm going to be like, entertained. The actors are to make these one liners witty and funny. Like, like they might have a good script, but how are they going to portray that? I mean, we don't know yet, exactly. but I'm, I guess I'm, I'm I'm leaning as far as the cast goes. I'm leaning on the side of I think they're going to be able to pull it off. I think so as, too. For for one line, but the cast is. But I, do I think just the, do the I think the story is going to be good? Mary J. Blige, and then nobody like what? I mean, one liners are pretty easy, bro. Like I'm not. It's not like I'm asking this cast to bro. like move me to tears bro. or give me some like narrative like gold. One-liners. I'm literally just asking them to hit me with one liners after explosions and keep them okay, coming. I don't want and I'll be like. Put it straight in my veins, and I'll be just chilling. Like I'll be just watching uh, it. Entertaining. I don't want another League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in our hands, where they're having a cheesy. That's, that's what I'm expecting. Cheesy, that's what I'm yeah, expecting. That's what I'm thinking too. A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, where it's like really underwhelming, and like there's some action and there's one-liners, and it's like okay, cool, that happened. Now we'll, let's move on. So I'm not saying like if I hate it, I put it like a fucking one-star trash can or a three. I'm thinking that it's going to be watchable, but I don't expect any greatness out of it. I think it's going to be just mm. like. Something yeah. that you I mean, I'm the same check way. out. You I, put it I, I on, don't... you check out, and if you fucking remember, yeah. you remember it. If you don't, you don't. Which is disappointing. Yeah, I, I, but yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting anything anything great from this either. I, I think it's going to be entertaining. There's going to be explosions. There's going to be jokes, and I'm going to watch it. It's going to be easy to watch, and okay, you know, that's where so I'm we at got to. a eight, a seven, and a five. So that's what like a six point five, six point eight. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. I think they're gonna. They're gonna try and surprise us with this crapola. He's wearing gloves under that suit, so they're not really showing his hands. Yeah, but did you did you guys see the the picture of the the um, live action Cha uh, Cha and Hazel? No. Yeah. See, they're let combining. See, let me see if I can share my screen. Dude, Here. I'm trying to see I'll show that. It to you right now. That's like what I'm most excited about. 
Loading. Can you see? No. It's loading. It's loading. Bro, what kind of fucked up Wi-Fi you got over there, dog? I got trash internet. <laughs> I got Lego movie. Look. Oh, oh God. okay. That looks creepy. Can you see him? Yeah, that's pretty fucked. So Hazel and Chacha, okay, it's definitely going to be a combination of one and two then. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm hoping that they're just gonna review his like re, like reveal his monkey suit, right at you know like in a scene he busts out of that. I don't like that. Bro, he has a look at this picture. He doesn't look like he's rocking a monkey Dude, suit. I'm gonna fucking there. hate. Look at I'm that. I'm gonna hate Kraken. I can already tell. God damn it. But I'm gonna love Seance. Seance. Is this Kraken right here? Um, yeah. That's fucking crazy. Oh my god, dude. Short no gelled hair. Way. Like, come on, dude. Oh my god, they didn't they did not make Kraken <laughs> Justin Bieber. No, they did not. Nah, oh, bro. I see the stripes in his shirt. I couldn't see I'm him at pissed, first. Bro, what is he wearing? He's wearing like a satin shirt. Come on. He's the only man. one with the fucking Robin eye goggles, like Come on. Seance is gonna carry they this. Need... I'm just making this right now. Seance is gonna carry this. Look at him. He's gonna be like Goodbye. they needed. Girl they bye. needed to make Kraken like straight up like rugged, like long hair, Bruce Wayne, like fucking like, like battle worn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, scarred and just like. No, he's fucking pretty as fuck. Look at that. He has frosted tips. I'm pretty sure he looks. He looks like he's in a boy he has band. Frosted bro. Tips. That's Nick Carter oh right there, God. dude. That's super oh, that's disappointing. No bueno. That's Not super happy. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy about Circle that at all. Circle the shit out of that. Yeah, keep dude, I am not happy out, about bro. that at exit all. Out. I hope this makes our video. <laughs> oh, it will, for sure. God oh, damn man, it, bro. That's disappointing. That's the worst. That's disappointing. All right, so we, we aren't expecting greatness. JR is expecting an eight, which is probably the highest in the... I feel like I gave a, uh, a higher score <laughs> than I should have. <laughs> After seeing Kraken, now you're a little. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it an eight without any. Like I'm not. I don't read reviews. I don't do any of that stuff before we watch this. Um, I will tell you though. I will go on IG Live uh, Friday night and watch it a little bit, and maybe hear some of. Maybe you guys will do the same thing. Maybe Facebook Live for Z or something. And does Twitter do something live? Wow. I just want to say, after seeing Kraken, I want to move my seven to a six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i only watch so, netflix naked so if i'm doing a live stream of of me watching netflix it can get dicey but oh gosh you're welcome maybe put some clothes on yeah put some clothes on then do i can't watch be, like, then i can't watch netflix though so it's kind of yeah counter, you can just per, um open the door make it a little breezier in there and then uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do oh, a live oh. review of of uh ig on uh with ig on there just to see and he, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna share my reaction if things don't go out <laughs> the way I, I think I, they should. I, I'm gonna binge us, like I'm gonna binge hard next weekend. And I think gonna I'm gonna give, binge it too. We're gonna be because I'm just live, curious. I'm like, legi- I'm legitimately curious how, how we feel. Like, okay, let's do yeah, it. I'm legitimately fun. curious. Let me see. What am I doing on Friday? Do I have? A... I have nothing planned Friday. I know I have something planned Saturday, but nothing Friday. I'll wear clothes this Friday and I'll, and I'll throw some reaction. I'll throw some reaction out cool. there. Oh, I don't have anything this Friday, actually. Yeah, I'm binging the shit out of this. If we can, if we can make it through it, because if it's fucking trash, then I might have better things to do. <laughs> no, dude, cool. even if yeah, it's I, not, dude, this is our job. If it's trash, we we stick through it. We watch that shit. That's don't, true. We should watch it. We got to will... warn the world. We're the fucking apocalypse warners. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. We have, a, we have a, a five and a six and an eight, so it's not looking. it's not looking good. Five of seven and eight, I'm pretty sure, good. Zach, actually. No, nah, dude. Nah, <laughs> dude. I saw that correctly. 
Nah, bro. That was a six. I saw I saw I saw my be- my man cracking, looking like looking like fucking Nick Cannon out here, bro. Nah. <laughs> No, not Nick Cannon. Nick Carter. Nick Carter. Nick, Nick Carter. Carter. That's a big difference. Yeah, goofed up. I goofed like, up my reference. I want it that way. Tell me why. So I'll uh, throw knives and explosions. Tell me why. Shoot my guns and kill you. Tell me right. why. I never wanna. All right, let's, let's <laughs> All right, I think we're done. We're done. I was gonna go we're as out. long as I could with that one. All right, so uh, thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys got shout outs you want to throw out there? Um, I got like I've been working with Doug at Action City Comics. We're gonna do promotions with him starting next month, so you start seeing posts for that. And yeah, shout out to Doug, dude. He's the homie. Yeah. He's you know he does a lot. And he's been for staying open through this snowmageddon, which I've yeah, seen he's on open Facebook. and Beast. he's uh, spreading the word for Hot Heroes in his shop. And so, uh, <clears throat> he, we're gonna have him do uh, a post a month uh, about what's going on in his store, what he's reading, and then you'll see that on our Instagram, Facebook, and eventually get it on YouTube. Dope, dope. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Doug's the homie. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Crack and Rum because uh, I've had two full glasses and your boy's feeling good, if you haven't already noticed. <laughs> so this uh, this will get you drunk, gets the job done, and it's actually good uh, drinking neat or on the rocks because I was originally on the rocks and now the ice melted. I drank a neat and both were uh, pleasantly surprising. Tasty. Yeah. Z, you got anybody you want cool. to throw some love to? Um, I just want to. I just want to say, uh, update. We are now on Facebook. Yeah. Um. So if you haven't already liked our page, catch us on Facebook. Let me let me drop a URL. Real quick like on the hot. fly. Drop it like it's hot. Facebook try to get at you. Facebook dot com slash hop heroes. Um, we'll get you there. So you had to look that up. <laughs> to find that. Well, <laughs> well, there's also like a ton of. I mean, it's it's like Hop Heroes dash four six one eight five two eight one seven five six six three five four. But I'm pretty sure so Hop Heroes will get you there. All right. Let me right, let me cool. let me actually test this. But anyway, yeah. So we're we're on um we're on Facebook and uh, we'll be doing a ton of uh, cool stuff on Facebook coming up. So live reaction stuff like that. So if you haven't liked the page, please like the page. And uh, yeah, can't wait to uh, give you guys a reaction of Umbrella Academy. I'm actually super curious. So yeah, for sure, good. for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, please follow us on Facebook. Like away, uh, we got a YouTube channel getting up going right now, and we got our boy uh, Britton Ransford out there uh, spreading the love as well. So thank you to Britton, and uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, hope you enjoy the show on Netflix. We'll see you next week. Yep. See you. <laughs>